Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. Here we go. Here we go. Another edition back into the overflow in our time together in this uh, in this podcast session. Let's jump. Let's jump right into it. Let's jump right into it. You woke up today. I woke up today. You woke up to a uh, full day that you were going to have to deal with. Your day is filled with pluses and it's filled with minuses. The question that you ask either directly or indirectly, consciously or subconsciously, uh, that we have to contend with every single day is who's responsible for my day? Am, am I in my day on my own? If my day is going to happen, is it all on me? Uh, am I riding shotgun with somebody? Is it one and one A? We're both going to do this together. Am I behind somebody? Am I out in front? What? I'm looking at my day and I'm saying, is it is it all on me? Who is it on? How do, how do we how do we work through this? Life in the overflow. Life in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit says every day we're going, we're going back. God, our Father's going first in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're tucked in back here getting to enjoy relaxing back in and following and being faithful to what God our Father is doing for us in every single day of our lives, in every area of our lives. Now, if we believe that what God is doing, it's, it's the God of all creation. Like he, what he has is better for us than we want for ourselves. But our ability to enter into that and enjoy that depends, depends on our ability to trust, to trust who God our Father is, to trust who God our Father is. There's a direct connection between relational clarity. I got to know who it is that's asking me to trust them between relational clarity, trust and encountering blessing, relational clarity, trust and encountering blessing. Uh, You can have all the gold for me in the world. You can have all the gold for me in the world. But if I don't trust you, then how's that going to impact my ability to receive the gold that you have for me? Just take a, a quick inventory of your relationships and you'll see this at work. You know some people well enough to know, uh, based on my knowledge of them, I don't, I don't want to trust them. I, I cannot trust them at all. You know other people that you've gotten to know well enough that you would say, based on how much I know you, I'm willing to start trusting you a little bit more and a little bit more. Biblically, it's the exact same way. Kingdom blessing flows from relational clarity and intimacy with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit so that we miss out on so many blessings in our life, so much gold that our Father has for us simply because we struggle to trust in who our Father is and and, and we, trust, we, we struggle to trust in who He is because we're not exactly clear on who He is, uh, on, on who he is and who He wants to be in our lives. Jeremiah, Old Testament, Jeremiah the prophet uh, really summarizes this in a, in a pristine way that the Holy Spirit can do in very short words. In Jeremiah 17 and 7, the, the prophet Jeremiah says, how blessed is the man, blessed, um, uh, joyful, experiencing life, how blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. How blessed is the man, the gold, the juice, the flow, the electricity. How blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. Blessing flows through, flows effortlessly and organically from trusting. 
And according to Jeremiah, I'm supposed to trust the Lord. Supposed to trust the Lord. But begs the question, who exactly is the Lord? Who exactly is the Lord that I am being asked to trust? Notice in the text, and I want you to see this in your Old Testament. If you open up your Bibles, look at your Old Testament. I'm asking you about, and Jeremiah is leading us to trust in the Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. In your Bibles, in Jeremiah 17, 7, Lord is going to be in all capital letters, or what's called small caps, but it's going to be all caps, capital O, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. So there's a massive distinction between capital L, capital O, R, D, Lord, that Lord, and, and lowercase capital or capital L, lowercase O, R, D. All caps, Lord, all caps, Lord, refers to one who is called Yahweh. All caps, Lord, in your Bible, wherever it says all caps, Lord, that is referring to one that's called Yahweh. In your Bible, in, in particular in the Old Testament, when you see capital L, lowercase o-r-d, or lowercase l-o-r-d, that's just referring to anybody who could be God or not God, uh, to anybody who has positional hierarchical authority over somebody else. So your king, the king of Babylon, can be your Lord. Your, your employer can be your Lord. Uh, in, in the Old Testament. And so when, when Jeremiah says in 17.7, how blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, it's in all caps. It's in all caps, which means Jeremiah is saying, blessed is the one who trusts in Yahweh and whose trust is Yahweh. Now, we cleared all that for you. I'm sure that's, that's, oh, okay, thank you. Now I can just go run and trust Yahweh. What the heck, what's a Yahweh? And, and maybe for those of you who've been around for a little while, you're familiar with the name in some measure. So let's clear it up because we're going to make a massive jump. We're going to make a massive connection between Yahweh in the Old Testament and somebody in the New Testament that's going to land right in our hearts. So watch how this, watch how this lines out. Jeremiah says, blessed is a man who trusts in Yahweh. And whose trust is Yahweh? Who is Yahweh? Yahweh is the personal name that God our Father makes known to Moses in Exodus chapter number three, Exodus chapter number three, go back two chapters, Exodus chapter number one, we discover that God's people, the nation of Israel are enslaved to the dominant world power at the time, who's Egypt, dominant world power at the time, who's Egypt. The Israelites are crying out. They want to be set free. The scripture says that God hears the cries of his people and puts a rescue plan in motion. God is going to deliver Israel out of Egypt. Exodus chapter 3, we get the very famous story of the burning bush when God appears to Moses and speaks to him through the bush and says, the time has come, I've heard the cries of my people, and I want to set them free. And oh, by the way, you're going to be the one, God speaking to Moses, you're going to be the one who's going to set my people free. And of course, Moses famously historically responds, no, uh, no. Uh, and he throws up all sorts of different excuses at God as to why he can't be the one that so many of us do. When God our Father speaks or gives us a call, gives us a mission, and all of a sudden we've got this excuse and this excuse and this excuse and this excuse, that we, we have good company in Moses because he does the exact same thing. So Moses comes to God and says, look, if this is going to be your plan for my life, I need assurance that you are going to be faithful. I want to walk in the blessing that you have for me. I want to trust you. But in order for me to trust you, I need to know you in a way that I don't know you right now. I need you to give me assurance based on who you are that you will be faithful to grant me victory in the call that you've put on my life. 
See how that works? God has blessing for Moses. God has plan for Moses. But at this point, Moses doesn't know God well enough to trust that God is going to be faithful to bring the victory that he's telling Moses he's going to bring. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So in one of these famous exchanges back and forth between Moses and God, where God, where Moses is expressing this need for this assurance, this is how the conversation goes down. And this is right out of Exodus 3, verses 3 to 14. Excuse me, Exodus chapter 3, 13 to 14. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Scripture says this, Then Moses says to God, Behold, I'm going to the sons of Israel, and I'm going to say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. That's what, that's what Moses is going to say to Israel. The God of my fathers, the God of your fathers, the God of our fathers has sent me to you. Now, they may say to me, he doesn't say they're going to. He says, they may say to me, uh, what is his name? <laughs> what is the name of the one who sent you to us? Let's see how well you know him, how well you don't know him. And Moses says, what shall I say to them? And, and God says to Moses, when the, if they ask you what my name is, this is what I want you to say. God says to Moses, I am who I am. That's my name. I am who I am. And, and, and God says, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am, I am, has sent me to you. I am has sent me to you. So God is seeking to calm Moses' fear by giving Moses this revelation of, this, of his name that he's never given out before. He's never given out before. So this name in the Hebrew, I am who I am, in the Hebrew, transliterates if you just take the Hebrew words, we've got to supply some, some uh, excuse me, take the Hebrew consonants, we've got to supply some vowel points, and you just transliterate the Hebrew letters into English, you get the word Yahweh, Yahweh. So Yahweh is the, is the revelation name that God, that God gives to Moses in the burning bush so that Moses can know him better in such a way that he can relax back in, Moses can relax back in, and trust in the faithfulness of God so that Moses can lead out and experience the blessings that God has for him and the freedom that he wants to beget in the lives of, of the nation of Israel. Why is Yahweh such a big deal? Because of this. Y Yahweh, when God, God calls himself Yahweh, he is saying that his faithfulness, the faithfulness of Yahweh is a part of his essence. The, the word Yahweh is some form of the Hebrew word to be. It speaks to the essence of who God is. It, it is not that God is faithful in the sense that faithfulness is some kind of moral virtue of the character of God. It is that it is that God is it is that faithfulness is a part of the essence of who God is. God is Yahweh. Yahweh, the essence of Yahweh is faithful. In other words, to not be faithful is to not be God. I mean, I don't know what kind of assurance Moses needs. I don't know what kind of clarity of understanding Moses needs that, that God has said, this one whose God has revealed himself to Moses in a very unique way and given him this name that he's never given to anyone else. And this name is Yahweh. And in the essence of Yahweh is that he is faithful. It's not an ancillary faithfulness. It's not an abstract. It's not Velcroed on to the person of who there's no, it's impossible to detach faithfulness of God from the essence of God. Faithfulness is in the essence of God. And God has given this to Moses so that Moses can Feel, can know him in such a way that he can relax back in and live into the fullness of the blessing 
live into the fullness of the blessing that Yahweh has in Moses' life. Moses gets to enjoy that for himself. But then also in the call, Moses gets to go out and launch out in freedom and, and encounter all the fullness and the wonder that, that, that Yahweh has for Moses, which is to be the lead guy in liberating God's people from this dominant world power of Egypt. Unbelievably powerful unbelievably powerful and so we see in the in the old testament that yahweh excuse me that god has revealed himself to yahweh now watch this this is where it gets nuts moses is standing moses is standing confidently before pharaoh and the tribes of israel because yahweh has secured moses's victory so we got that right now here's where we make the new testament connection we'll go to new testament in the new testament we learn that yahweh the lord all caps lord is actually our father Come on, man. Come on, man. In the New Testament, we learn that Yahweh, Old Testament Yahweh, is now revealed in fullness. What we saw in a, in a, in, in almost a shadow, although Yahweh is not really a shadow. What we saw in an appetizer, what we saw in an appetizer of God as Yahweh in the Old Testament is completely fulfilled in the understanding that Yahweh is actually our Father. Yahweh is our Father. Our Father is is Yahweh. And we see this Matthew, Jesus makes this connection, Matthew twenty two forty four, 44, where he quotes Psalm 110. Matthew twenty two forty four is quoting Psalm 110, which is where the Lord says to my Lord, the Lord, all caps, says to my Lord, lowercase, all caps, lowercase. We understand that that is Yahweh speaking to Jesus, Yahweh speaking to Messiah, Yahweh speaking to Adonai. Jesus says, the Lord spoke to my Lord in establishing Jesus as Messiah. And in also doing, he's establishing that Yahweh is actually our father. Yahweh is actually our father. This is amazing. So that everywhere in the Old Testament where you see all caps Lord, everywhere in the Old Testament where you see all caps Lord, you can know that that is a revelation of, of your dad. That's a revelation of who our father is. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all caps Lord in the Old Testament is our father. It is our father. So as you read, as we read the Old Testament, we can see Yahweh in action. And we get to get to learn his character and his nature in very, very incredibly and beautiful ways. As we see him deliver, as we see him love, as we see him heal, as we see him rebuke, as we see him lead, each one of those Old Testament lessons can add to our understanding of who he is, which deepens our trust and opens us up to more freely experience the blessing, the blessing that Yahweh, our father, has for us in our lives, has for us in our lives. So we can we can re-understand, rewrite, re not rewrite, but re-understand Jeremiah 17, 7, where Jeremiah says, How blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. We can convert that a little bit and we can say, How blessed is a man who trusts in his father and whose father is your trust. Right? We're getting to know our dad and we're getting to understand that our father is Yahweh. And and as as trust is a part of the essence of Yahweh, obviously trust is a part of the essence of of our father so Yahweh actually becomes a quote-unquote subset of the fullness of who our father is Yahweh is a subset of who our of who our of who our father is so that you and I like Moses can just be freed up for whatever your day is that you have today whatever you have going on in your life today we can say that Yahweh is faithful and Yahweh your father is faithful He's faithful. He has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. And it encompasses every need that you have in your life. Every jot, every tittle, every penny, uh, every stroke, every whatever it is. Our Father's plan for your life is comprehensive. This is comprehensive coverage. This is comprehensive coverage. It's not like with our healthcare today where premiums are going up and coverage is going down. 
What a mess. What a mess. Walking with Yahweh, living underneath the covenant protection of God our Father, walking with Yahweh is, a, is an all-encompassing, everything included reality of life. And we, we, get to, we get to join in. We get to join in on that. Now, there's some people today who believe that we shouldn't call God God, that we shouldn't call him God. They believe that we should call him Yahweh that somehow invoking that Hebrew name is pure and truer, somehow gets you connected in, in a deeper way. We should call him, we should call him Yahweh. And, and to that, I would say, probably not, probably not so much for this reason. Uh, when Jesus came and he is uh, uh, doing his ministry and he's teaching and he's loving and he's healing and he's setting people free and he's casting out demons and all of those wonderful things. One of the things that is so scandalous in the ministry of Jesus, so scandalous and the Pharisees couldn't handle it and it just caused a lot of confusion and mess in people's lives. One of the scandalous things that Jesus did was this continual uh, invocation of God as Father. It, it continued, like the Father is by far the preferred designation that Jesus has for, uh, for God. Jesus continuously called him father god my father my father my father god father father god father god father god there's no there's there's zero passages of scripture from the mouth of jesus where he encourages us teaches us prophesies into our lives that we're supposed that we should call him yahweh that we should call god yahweh they don't exist why because father is a much fuller designation it's a much fuller and more accurate description a fuller description of the relationship that you are being invited into you are by being invited into you're being invited out of the world out of the lostness of the world out of out of a way of life in which for your day today if you don't do it no one's going to do it it's all 100% on you. You're being invited out of that life and you're being adopted into the family in which God wants to be your father. Father is the purest, truest de de designation of who God the Father wants to be in your life. Jesus the Son, your brother, the Holy Spirit of the living God, your power supply in your life. Why would I call him Yahweh when I can have such a, such a sweeter connection with him and I can call him Father? I can call him Father. Father is the designation. Father is the role that God wants to play in your life. That is the role that God our Father wants to play in your life. It is the role through which Jesus the Son uh, paid the price of your adoption so that you could call your Heavenly Father, Father. When you pray, Jesus says, when you pray, pray to the Father. He does not say, when you pray, pray to Yahweh. Now, that doesn't mean you can't call your Father Yahweh. So long as when you call him Yahweh, you know that you're talking to your Father and that your Father is Yahweh. You got to know that your father is the one who can be trusted to fulfill his covenant promises in your life. You got to, you got to, you got to know that. That's the freedom place in our lives. Our father is Yahweh. Yahweh is our father. By grace, by grace, you have been made a son or daughter of your heavenly father. And your father, who is perfect in his parenting, will be faithful, will be faithful to you. So, what's a Yahweh? What's a Yahweh? A Yahweh is your father who waits to care for you in absolute and absolute perfection. This is life. This is life in the overflow and walking in the blessing of our father. That depends on clarity of understanding who he is and then clarity that begets trusting and then trusting that begets entering into experiencing the blessing, the gold, the riches of all that he has for you.
Hope this has been faithful. Hope this has been helpful to you uh, in connecting who Yahweh is, what the all caps Lord means in your Old Testament, and how all of that is an appetizer of your Father. Man, I pray as you read and study scriptures, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and opening up your heart that you will grow in deepening trust and relationship with your dad who loves you and wants to take care of you in God-sized ways. If this has been helpful to you, man, share it on all your social media platforms. Be super helpful for us. Get the word out. We can see more and more of our brothers and sisters in Christ move into the overflow and really experience the fullness of life that God our Father has for them. Uh, Look forward to being with you guys again next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us in the overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.